Episode 43 of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast, a DIY on getting you started with a website. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you succeed with your online business. And this show is for you, whether you just started thinking about the concept or whether you already started your business, but you just need some help in getting it off the ground, but you haven't made your first dollar online yet. But maybe you're making a later in life pivot and you finally decide to pursue that dream you've had in the back of your head for the past 10 to 20 years. Friends, I've been there and, and I'll help you through this every step of the way to help you go from dream to destiny and give you the ingredients you'll need for the recipe of small business success. Maybe you're stressed out and you need to transition into something that for some people, uh, running your own business is somewhat therapeutic. So if you've had thoughts about doing a website on your own, I hope this will be great information for you and uh, it'll be just what you need to get you on your way. Let's dive in. So in episode 31, I talked about building block number two for a strong foundation to your business being that the website part of it and thought that today I'd go a little deeper with that and to try to explain more about the process of what's involved in, you know, doing the website and how maybe if you're up to it, you can DIY it on your own. Now, I have a, an IT background and I know that a lot of people don't, but some people do. And if you're listening and you want to do it yourself, then good for you. Now, I can't get too deep in a podcast episode, but I, I can go over the process for you and, and, and to at least help you to understand what goes on if you end up hiring somebody yourself to get it done. At the very least, you'll be better educated about some of the behind the scenes pieces that get put into place. Now, for some, starting a website can be a terrifying thought, especially when you're not a techie sort of person. But, you know, don't worry, you're not alone. Uh, having helped dozens of people with their website project, I've decided to dedicate an episode of the podcast to the how-tos of getting started with a WordPress website without having to learn any coding. So here's an overview from start to finish of all the steps you'll need to take. How to find and register a domain name, choosing the best web hosting, how to install WordPress, installing a template to change your site's design, creating pages in WordPress, customizing WordPress with add-ons and extensions. So what do you need to build a website? Well, you need the following three things to start your WordPress site. Let's start with the domain name, right? This is the www dot whatever you're going to call your your website. And being that I sort of specialize in the personal brand avenue of uh, getting people started with their business, you know, I always recommend trying to use your own name. I didn't start out this way. Uh, I am incorporated. I but I started out with a corporate name under Net Essentials Incorporated, uh, and I was that for a couple of decades and but recently a, a couple of years ago i decided to uh, pivot into the personal brand uh, model of the business and so uh, tomclaremont.com was available so i grabbed it i also grabbed uh, thomasclaremont.com as well because 
hey, you never know if somebody else with the same name wants to have a website and uh, it confuses people from me or that other person. And so just to be on the safe side, I, I grabbed a couple of extra domain names that I really didn't intend on using, but I just wanted to secure my identity better that way. You'll also need some WordPress hosting and a couple of hours of undivided attention. How much does a WordPress website cost? Well, the answer really depends on what kind of website you're trying to build, right? A typical website can cost as low as a few hundred dollars to get you started and then about $100 a year for the hosting. But it can go up to as high as tens of thousands of dollars a year. And why the huge difference? Because there's a mountain of things your website could do, but you know, for 99% of the people starting out, it probably won't. If you want to have SEO, lead magnets, email marketing, sales funnels, pop-ups to help build the email list, professional copywriting, just to name a, a few <laughs> things, then you can expect to pay many thousands of dollars for website design and development. And yes, there's a big difference between the two. I recommend that you start small and then add more features to your website as the business grows. That way you won't spend more money on things that you don't need to, that aren't necessary for you right now. Later, maybe we can get into that at some, at some other time. I'll explain how to get you started and how to add more functionality as needed so you can do this on your own. So who has the best website hosting? That could be a very long answer. There's so many options out there available, uh, but there's typically a couple of very popular uh, providers for hosting. Um, and I recommend two for this episode, Bluehost or SiteGround. They're both self-hosting sites for WordPress as your website platform. But Bluehost, to get you started on a low-budget hosting account, and if money allows for having faster hosting, then I recommend going to SiteGround because you always get what you pay for, folks. And uh, the speed of my website drastically increased when I made the switch to SiteGround. Now, WordPress is always the most popular website platform, currently the most popular in the world. It powers nearly 28% of all websites on the internet. Now, WordPress is free and comes with thousands of uh, website designs and extensions. It's extremely flexible and works with almost every third-party tool and service available to website owners. So there's a few things you'll have to do uh, to get your website up and running. First is register a domain name. Second is register for a hosting account. Then we're gonna install WordPress and then we're gonna install some plugins. Now, I have to stick to the basics here because of the time constraints, but hopefully I'll be able to, at the very least, give you some encouragement that you could do this yourself if you want. But if you need a little help along the way, I'm here for you as well. So first things first, the domain name. I'll assume we're just sticking with Bluehost for now. So if you go to www.bluehost.com and search for a domain name that you like, uh, and again, if you're a personal brand, then just uh, try to search for your name with a .com afterwards. If it's available, the domain name fee is $13 a year and privacy protections another $12 annually. Get them both, trust me. Uh, 
After that, you'll have to choose your hosting account. And this is where all the files will reside on the, on their server for your website to be up on the internet 24-7. The basic account is about $4 a month, but that's with a 36-month uh, time uh, term commitment. And then after that, the price increases to $9 a month. So all in all, it's still not a lot of money so far. Once you get the hosting account purchased, uh, they'll have a way for you to just click on an icon to install WordPress from your administrative panel. And they have support people also if you need help on that. After installing WordPress, the the first thing every beginner needs to learn is to install a template uh, for WordPress to add in the basic structure to the website. Now, I recommend using a template called Flox, P-H-L-O-X. In the WordPress dashboard, you go to the function called Appearance, then Themes, and then at the very top, you'll see an Add New button. You click on that, and you can search for Flox. Again, P-H-L-O-X. After installing Flox, you'll need to install some WordPress plugins, as they're called, for additional features and functionality to the website. In simple terms, WordPress plugins, they're like apps for your WordPress website. They uh, allow you to have add more features to WordPress, like you know contact forms, slideshows, shopping carts, uh, a lot of extra functionality. There's thousands of, of plugins for free, and, and most of them have uh, paid upgrade options as well. If you like how they're functioning in the basic mode, you can pay a little bit more per month uh, to get the professional version of what they're offering. But if you're using WordPress.com as your uh, hosting platform, you can't install the plugins. You have to upgrade to their professional account, which ends up costing you way too much money for something that you could get for free elsewhere. This is why I recommend self-hosting the website like I've been explaining so far. As a site administrator, you can install and uninstall plugins from the admin area. You can also download and manually install them using what's called an FTP client. The FTP stands for File Transfer Protocol. Because the vast majority of plugins are free, it's just important to note that they usually don't come with tech support. So for this reason, it's important to be careful when choosing which ones you want to install on your site. The easiest way of installing a WordPress plugin is to use the plugin search. The only downside of this option is that the plugin you know, must be in the WordPress plugin directory, which is you know has some limitations, but there's plenty of options for you to pick from. So, uh, and that's okay for now because out of all the free plugins, there's usually a way to upgrade again, to a pro version uh, if you like the way it's functioning. So to add a plugin, you go to the plugin feature in your WordPress uh, admin panel and click on add new. Once you search for the plugin that you're interested in uh, or the functionality that you're looking for, uh, you can select which one looks good to you. Uh, You can check out the ratings, uh, what other people are saying about it. You can get the details on how it's going to function for your website. You can see the version of it, if it's been updated recently. You can also see if it's been tested on the version of WordPress that you're using as well. Once you install the plugin, you then need to activate it. You'll see that activate button in your WordPress administrative panel. 
That's all there is to it. After you uh, install and activate the plugin, you'll then see a way for you to uh, configure the plugin or or begin to use it in the website. So uh, again, a plugin is just a piece of software containing a group of functions that can be added to a WordPress website. They can extend functionality or new features. It's all based on what you want your website to do and how you want it to perform. There's thousands of WordPress plugins available for free. Now, there's a little bit of a myth uh, about WordPress plugins that, you know, the more plugins you add, the slower your website gets. And normally that's not true. It's just It just looks like it could be true when you have that one plugin that isn't coded correctly or maybe has a bug or two and that one plugin out of the 20 or 30 that you might have added that one plugin is going to slow your website down so it looks as if you've got too many plugins and it looks like all these plugins that you have added is the cause of your problem and that's normally not the case so plugins can help you improve uh, seo for search engine optimization, they can help you increase website security, uh, manage users. Even though WordPress comes with basic blog fun- functionality, you can add a plugin to have a better uh, format to the blog, better functionality to the blog. And the same goes for uh, podcasts as well. You, you can add plugins that will help you to enhance your podcasts and promote your podcast, distribute your podcast. Adding plugins is pretty much the standard way to go nowadays. If you didn't have any plugins, it's going to be real hard to uh, develop that website in a way that helps you to promote yourself, promote your business, and to get noticed. So what are the plugins that I like the most? What are the ones that I'm using right now? Uh, Elementor Pro for drag and drop website page builder. MailerLite for linking to my email marketing account with ease. Uh, Optin Monster for great pop-ups to help build that email list. Flox Core Elements as an extension to the Flox template to add in some additional features. Recent Post Widget that shows on my homepage the latest blog posting and automatically changes when new ones are added. SC Optimizer for SiteGround hosting that speeds up the website. WordFence for website security. WP Forms to create great forms to use on the website. And Yoast SEO for better search engine ranking. Now, I know that there's going to be some people out there that are saying, I left out so many other good ones. And yes, I did. But uh, this is the core of what I like to use uh, right now. And, you know, uh, yes, I do have other ones, but uh, these are the ones that I think are good to start off with. Okay. Because there's thousands of them, uh, I really don't want to get into all the, you know, what you could do with, you know, all these other plugins as you search for the functionality that you want for your plugins you'll come across ones that you may like to use that are very different from mine and that's okay so just to give a brief recap you're going to start off with registering your domain name then you're going to register a hosting account then you're going to install wordpress then you're going to install a template 
Now, I recommend Flox, but there's plenty of other, there's, again, thousands of other templates you could pick from as well. I just like the way Flox is, is structured to help get you started uh, so that you don't have to customize every single bit of the website. Because if you, if you pick a template that that's so stripped down, you know, now you've got to do your header. Now you've got to format and design your footer. Now you've got to, you know, create and, uh, and format your menu structure. You know, it's just, it just goes on and on, on all these extra things that you have to do. But if you have a decent template that comes with, good headers, good footers, good menu structure automatically built into it. It's just all these other things that you don't have to do. So check out Flox. I have no affiliation with them. You know, there's nothing in it for me. I just like the way it helps get you started. And folks, you don't have to go with Bluehost. You don't have to go with SiteGround, obviously. These are just two that I recommend that I've that I've dealt with. And, and I, I'm confident that their support teams will take care of you if you need it as well. So folks, that's all I have for today. Uh, I hope this helps to clear things up. Is if you wanted to venture into this realm of doing your own website, Keep in mind, though, that there's other elements to this that I didn't discuss, you know, about design and and color scheme and layout and, you know, logo and <laughs> copywriting. You know, these are all other things that go hand in hand with doing a website. I'm just helping you to understand the basic core elements of how to get started on your own. Don't forget to check out my resources page. Uh, I keep adding to this page. Uh, on a regular basis to to help you to have the resources that can get you started and these tools are free you can download them there's no email required for these resources there's just click and download you can go to tomclaremont.com resources so friends i like to end always by saying stay encouraged follow your dream and don't give up